when I started in this business, all the PTs around me said, this is a bad idea, it's never gonna work. What are you doing right now? Yeah, I'm doing a physical therapy business without insurance. Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text CASHPT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. So, who here, who here has hired someone to work for them? Yeah. Who here has an employee? Okay. Unofficial? What do you mean? Does this work? Okay. Okay. So he's like a contract. So completely well known. He's a friend of mine. Okay. And Julie, you've got employees. Okay. And uh, Alexis, you've got another employee. Yeah, one going out and somebody coming in eventually. Uh huh. Okay. And Derek, you've got somebody. Okay. Whoever does not have an employee or someone. Anyway. Okay. Right. Okay. So what's the number one? Okay, how many people, this is easy, how many people, who here has um, kids? Okay, who here has a significant other? Okay, who here has um, something important in their life, like a uh, family or a passion that's like they also want to be able to do besides their job? Was it work? No. Okay, almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Right? So... A lot of people talk about like work-life balance. Work-life balance isn't work equals life. Like there's not like the same amount on each side. So I want to get away from that as much as how do we get more time for the things that we want to do. So some of you guys, we've done like the 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 zone of genius, the business happening. So I was like, how do I spend more time on doing what I want and doing things that I don't? And a big part of that is finding the things that I love to do and having a column for those and the things that I don't like to do and I tolerate because I don't have anyone else to do it for me. And we're going to say, okay, how do we get someone else to do these things so that I can spend more time doing what I love and doing the money-making So there's you know, the activities that I do to generate income and the activities I do that just take me a lot of time. Does everyone can identify those activities? Right. Okay, so what I want to talk about today is how do you know when it's time to hire an employee or scale and scale your business? Because I waited way too long to do it. I didn't know when the right time was because I was afraid that I would have to be responsible for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't want to be responsible for someone else. Because everyone was telling me it's not going to work anyways. So everyone was telling me it's not going to work anyways. I just had to make sure that I proved this thing to work. And in year five, I decided 
that it was time for me to hire someone because I was hanging out with other people that had a similar business model who had hired other people. Like, so not the same, but similar enough. It wasn't the, the guy um, who had 25 clinics and he was the CEO and he hadn't treated people in 20 years, which is most of the business owners I'd been exposed to in PT for a long time. I was like, I don't want to own 25 clinics. I don't really want to have 50 employees or 100 employees. Um, I just want to be able to spend time with my patients, spend time with my family, and be able to go work in my garage on my Lambrettas, go to CrossFit, swing kettlebells, or ride my bike. Or even, you know, five years ago, I wanted to ride my bike, and I need four hours to do that. How am I going to do that when I have all these other responsibilities? Well, the way to do that is to how to buy my time back. And how do I buy my time back is I... <laughs> I don't get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you pull um, push, push, push it. Push it. <laughs> Has anyone seen that uh, Far Side? Yeah, yes. School, yes. School for the Gifted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. School for the Gifted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the smartest guy in the room can't get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so it came down to one me seeing that other people were having a somewhat small practice. So it was like, it was, I sat down and um, I got to hang out with guys like Paul and Jerry. And I started putting myself in rooms with people who had these smaller model businesses. Um, one or two, I mean, still two or three clinics. I was like, you know what? I, I, I've, I've proven that this works. Now what's my next thing? It took me about a year to figure out what's my next thing. Oh. I want, by the time my kids graduate, to be able to have financial and location and time freedom. Okay, my kids graduate from high school in 10 years. I've got that now. I didn't need that much time to get it, but I, I saw, like, here's other people that are that are more similar to me than the Jeff Hathaway, who owns Breakthrough Physical Therapy and is partnered with EIM, and they have 50 clinics and 25 in New York, 20 in New York. Like, I don't want that life. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean you can't have it, but it was, how do I see that? And I put myself around other people. But how did I know it was time? It was when I decided that answering the phone, cleaning the room, doing the laundry, like I had more important things to do than those things. Time with my kids was more important than spending an hour and a half, two hours a day um, you know, doing all these other tasks in the business. So. You know, I would finish treating five patients and I'm like, I got two hours of phone calls I need to make. Okay. Well, gosh, I can't get home before 6.30 or 7 because I got all these phone calls to make. So what do I need to do is I had decided I needed to hire a PT. So deciding I needed to hire a PT because I wanted to treat more patients in Greensboro. I had a six-week waiting list. Um, meant I had to find someone else to come help with these other things so that the other PT could work without me there. And that was required an administrative assistant. On the other business, it was, you know, in, in the consulting business, in the online, it wasn't treating patients. It was, okay, I'm contracting out with these people on Fiverr or Upwork, right? And found like a virtual assistant, but they couldn't get things done in a timely manner. And I was like, I need someone in-house. And that's when I brought on Brenna. And things have been, have, have, have having someone else doing the things that, like, she's better at than me. Like Amber's better at stuff than me at, at, at talking to patients than me at making an office run. It allows it to be more efficient, and I have more time. So, how do you know when's the right time? 
Well, when the time to grow and scale is one, when you decide that you want to recruit more people than you can um, do just by yourself. It's when you decide, okay, I, maybe I'm only, I only want to see 10 people a week um, and I don't really have a waiting list, but I want to spend the time as efficiently as possible because with kids, with family, with other things, it's like we have to be efficient with our time so that we can spend the time doing what we want. You know, we can spend the time riding bikes, running, working out, family, kids. It's like, I can't do that if I'm at the office all day doing things. The other way to judge it is if I'm charging 100, let's say even just $100 in my business, if I can find, and that's what I make an hour, if I can find someone else for $10, $15, $20 an hour to do the same work, now I've bought that hour back for $10, so I can, especially if it's a task that doesn't generate income. So a task that doesn't directly generate income, if I can find someone else to do that task so I can go generate income, now I'm up $80. I'm paying someone else 20, and now instead of me doing me being stuck um, returning phone calls, doing laundry, cleaning, um, what else? making images, graphics, posting on social media, I can go treat a patient. I can go do a marketing event. I can go um, create an email. I can create a, a new course. I can create a new, um, like, a, books, a book. Like, I would not have been able to write my book that's coming up soon if I did not have Derek, Sarah, Tyler, Amber, Brenna, and even Andra, my wife, who's not my employee, but helping me. <laughs> with these businesses. I wouldn't have been able to do it because I didn't have that time. So before, I looked at it as an expense. It's going to be a liability. If I'm not successful, this other person's job and their family, their responsibilities are going to rely on me. But as soon as I started looking at it, like, how do I buy more time back? Okay, because time is the way that I'm judging. It's like, oh. So it doesn't matter... Well, it doesn't matter what I pay people, but it doesn't really if I can generate more happiness, satisfaction, income during that hour that I wasn't getting. Is that making sense? A lot of people, because someone asked me, like, well, I, 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 put, I was like, well, what do we need to teach? What do you want to learn as this business? And it was like, well, how do I know when it's the right time to scale? Um, if I look back, I should have done it probably in year number two rather than year six. You know, even year number one. Like Derek in year number one is already doing that. Alexis is needs it. One and a half. <laughs> you know, one and a half. And you're how many years in? But, but you did like part time very yeah. part time for like three years. Yeah, I've been Yeah, we had kind of like more. So real like for real for real, it's been a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And Julie, when did you you started a while ago? Um, in 2014, but I didn't quit my job, my other job, until November of 2016. Mm -hmm. So I guess about two and a half years that I've been fully Who did you hire first, Kendra? Stephanie. Stephanie. How did you so know? I hired a contract. She yeah. was a contractor, so technically I shouldn't have hired her at that because mm -hmm. she was like my office manager, you know, did all the phone calls. Um, no, I'm just like, you know, how do you know like that you needed to hire? 
Well, this is before I started working with you, but um, I was having like, like 25, 30 patients a week, and I was on my own. I wasn't charging nearly enough, so that's not the case now. But um, I just, I couldn't do it all. I mean, I was becoming like miserable in a job that I created, you know, and I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I knew I just, I couldn't do it all. Yeah, yeah. So, so can you do it too early then? Because I did it in six weeks instead of six years. No, not at all. Yeah. You can't do it too early. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and like for me, like I said, like every, and you may not know this, Jack, but when I started in this business, all the PTs around me said, this is a bad idea, it's never going to work. What are you doing right now? Yeah, I'm doing a physical therapy business without insurance because back in 2008, 2009, I started in early 2009, 2008, and I was telling people, this is what I'm going to do. They're like, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. And that's all I heard. And I was like, all right, I just got to, I can charge $10 more an hour than I was at massage. And people are going to pay. They're obviously. You're like self-limiting. Right. Yeah. 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 Because that's the only thing I heard. And it, and it was only after um, like five years of doing it, started helping other people and saying, oh, all right, other people are being successful and talking about it. They all was like, okay, now what's next? But yeah, two six weeks, you could start with an employee as long as you know, okay, these are the things that they're going to do. And I, I think a, a big part of it is a lot of us got into this, not because we went into school knowing we wanted to run a business, but we got here and realized, okay, I can't do it the way that it's, it's established as an employee somewhere. I have to figure out some other way to help people in a meaningful way. Is that, do you guys kind of agree? Absolutely. I can't, you probably just can't, like, I can't, you can't go work at, like, Gold's Gym and get out of it what you want. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I can't go work at Greens Orthopedics and get out of it what I want, which is the biggest physician in clinic here. And they're just happy to discharge people when they have 90 degrees of knee flexion and, they, you know, whatever. They, you know, I mean, don't get me started. They're the ones, like, their PT there told one of my patients, you're never going to bend your knees more than 90 degrees. You know, and then she came in, I pressed on her hamstring, and went, one, 110. And she's like, oh, and she's a firefighter. She's got a little squat. She's more than 90 degrees. She's got to carry a 175-pound dummy up a 100-foot uh, ladder. Um, so, so how do you know when? Well, probably right now, everyone here has... Something. I mean, you have to be able to generate income or have income without generating income. No, okay, I've got a business model and the sales going to go, and I've got I've got um, money here to pay this person so that I can go generate income. I mean, it's got there's got to be income to pay someone. But if you have income, you can always find someone to do the work for you in um, maybe not less time, but in a way that allows you to spend less time doing it. So, what does that look like? Maybe at first it's finding someone on Fiverr or Upwork to do some online stuff for you. It's saying, okay, I'm not that good at Facebook ads. Like I can kind of do Facebook ads. I'm spending a lot of money here. Maybe I can find someone. So when I use, I started working with Jake, he, he cost me more, but he saved me a whole lot more. It made my ads so much more effective. So I didn't have, before I wasn't having to put out the money, but I was spending four or five hours a week of my own time doing it. I was not, they weren't as efficient. And so then that made it, it took, that allowed me to have extra time, not to have to worry about doing all the graphics and all these other things. 
<clears throat> with someone who knew the job better than I did. Um, when I hired um, Sarah the first time, she doesn't work with us right now, but she's Amber's job. It allowed me to get all my notes done before the end of the day. Uh, so I could get home on time. I didn't have to stay an hour and a half and answer phones, answer emails, etc. All that stuff was done. The, the changeover was much more efficient. It was easier. There was another person there. It was easier to handle objections and to sell people into physical therapy and to take phone calls. And it was just like, it was like, I was the limiter in my own business. And I still, I'm the limiter. You know, it's, it's, <clears throat> if something has to come through me all the time, <laughs> then it's, it's going to slow things down. Um, and that's why it, you might be able to do it better than somebody else. Here's the other thing. It's like, you might feel like, oh, I'm the only one who can do this job, right? But if someone else can do it 80% as good as you can, if they can do a good enough job, it frees you up to do so much more. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, oh, I can let these guys just do it. And it'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine because now I've got more time to deal with this other stuff. So is there an exact metric? I would say the metric is not in the bank, not income. It's based on your time, your desire to grow, and who can you find that can spend time doing it for less money than you charge. And if you can do that, like so right now, it might not be treating patients. Treating patients might be your thing until you have enough support to hire a PT. When you can hire a PT, let's just say, even if you're only seeing 15 people a week and you're charging $250 an hour or $200 an hour or even $100 an hour, can I hire a PT for $50 an hour to treat those patients and make a $50 profit on every patient so that the PT is seeing 15 to 20 people a week and you've got a profit, but what do you do? Okay, maybe you don't take as much home in your bank account, but now you can spend your time growing your business rather than treating inside your business so that your business grows. Does it, does it make sense? So if the goal is help more people in my town, how do I help more people in my town? I need to spend time creating content, educating, and marketing so that I can grow. If the goal is for me just to treat 25 people a week, it might not be putting a PT in there. It might be getting the support staff so that I don't have to do the small things. I can do the big chunk things. So here's what I want you guys to do real quick. Get out your piece of paper, or you can write it down on your, um, on your computer if you like it. Left column or top piece or pretty much the things only I can do in my business. So we're going to make a couple different columns. The things that only I can do, and, and the things on the right would be the things that I do every day that someone else can do. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, here's the things that only Aaron can do. Only Aaron can be on video as Aaron Bauer. Like, you know, Derek is talking as Aaron Bauer doesn't really work because he didn't have red hair. You know, um, <clears throat> but guess what? Brenna could write some of my emails, you know, or my copy on my social media, which she's done. Right? Yeah. I just don't know who's really mean. I'm just joking. <laughs> I just assume it's not me. The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the best thing is because you know. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee just started getting really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
can't be her. Yeah. It's not me. It's not what he says. But I'm also very hurt that those emails weren't directed from you now. Which ones? <laughs> all of them. They're almost, they're almost all written by. The emails are mostly. Yeah, the emails are mostly. Social media is written by Brenner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but that's the thing is like, I get emails from guys. I know they're not writing their own emails anymore. Mm-hmm. Because what does that allow you to do? So with patients, it's like, okay, only me or only a physical therapist can treat a patient. But if I'm working my business as a physical therapist, I'm still working as my, in that role as a technician in my business. I'm a highly paid technician in my business. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's not the CEO role. It doesn't treat patients. The CEO doesn't drive the bus. The CEO doesn't sell iPhones in the, you know, in the Apple store. The CEO, um, makes big decisions and leads and directs. And so we all fill that role in some aspect. And the more people, so in scaling and growing, we have to have the support systems. We also have to know, okay, here's what only I can do. Here's what I can find someone else to do. It might be, you know, posting social media once a day. Because in order for me to do an Instagram story, even though it takes me two minutes to record it, it takes me about 15 to 20 minutes to actually post the damn thing and write the comments. Okay. So can I find someone else who knows me well enough to do that for me? You know, I can record it and I can drop it to Brennan and say, hey, Brennan, post this on Instagram stories, which is something I haven't done as much now. I did that a little bit more in the summer and fall. Um, and, uh, you know, I can do that. I can do it like on my social media posting. It's, you know, I can go make the video and put it somewhere. And Brenna gets it transcribed. She writes the blog post. She writes the social media posts. That's my social media marketing funnel, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Now that that's out there, I'm reaching more people in Greensboro. I'm reaching more people in uh, the United States with my message. And I can spend my time, you know, coaching, doing what I love, which is right now working with you guys. Not like like working with my patients who I've been seeing for 20 years, same problems over and over again. And I just get like, I've got this one on just frustrated and jaded. I'm like, more people with, these same stories, I'm like, all right, I need someone else to come in and do this because I can only help one person at a time. I got to the point where I was like feeling frustrated because I can only help one person at a time. But I know I've got this other thing that allows me to help 10 times as many people, 100 times as many people in that same effort with that same amount of um, passion and um, a much bigger impact. So that's where I want to spend my time in my business and I want to have people working for me that see the same vision that, uh, that help the machine, this small machine work towards that vision. And I have to be able to say, I don't need to control that task anymore. I can let someone else come up with a better way of doing it. Aaron, how do you deal with, um, maybe it's just a training thing, like getting someone else to do your social media posts, getting them to speak in the language that you want, or if they're not a PT themselves, understanding what to even talk about? Mm-hmm. Do you do you create the content and say, okay, this is what I wanted to say, and then she puts it together, and makes it pretty, and makes it happen, or are you having Brenda create the actual information? Um, I'm creating the content. Okay. Um, and then Brenna takes from that, and she's not a physical therapist. Right. And. What I do is I do the video, it gets transcribed, Brenna goes through the video and kind of edits it for clarity and goes, oh, here it is. And now that she worked for me long enough, 
she can take the picture and the idea and almost like create something. Like there's some of the things you've posted recently. I'm like, I didn't write that or say that exactly, but Brenna's done it. And it sounds like what. I'm it's also different because I don't work for the PT side really. So like, that's not something that even like when I do try to write stuff for PT, he kind of goes over it with me because it's a little different language than me talking as a remember coach. So it's like, I don't actually, I don't really do the social media for the PT side yeah. at all. So. And we haven't worked on that. We haven't really, yeah. We should probably do it, but I've got a queue of probably four or five blog posts that I just need to go through. Yeah. Because I'm very particular about, especially with patients, mm -hmm. what the message is. And when I speak it in a video and when you look at the transcription on a piece of paper, it doesn't have the same context or, or clarifying points that I want to make sure people understand. Um, specifically about things about, you know, effectiveness of PT or pain or injuries. Like, I want that to be clear. And then the written word is a lot different than the spoken word, um, visually, uh, et cetera. So what we'll do is she'll transcribe it, and I'll go through it and just, like, type, 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 and correct it. And I think if we did that enough on a regular basis, she would get it. I think I've done five of those, and I've got a list of five more to do. And it's just we haven't done that enough, but, but it is – that she's not coming up with the ideas as much as taking them from me and making them coherent and then reorganizing them. So it's still my content, my ideas, my thing. Someone else is helping me put it out into the world in um, a way that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. And when it comes to the idea of coming up with content, you're coming up with what you want to... I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. like I'm just not in the era of caring about posting stuff. Yeah. So like, I don't know how to... like. Okay. Well, I'll, do, here, I'll, write, I'll write down a content thing in just a second. Okay. okay I'll do a little content. But you would group. do that. That's not something you hire out. You come up with the ideas. Yeah. I come up with the ideas. Okay. So then, um, yes. Let me just remind me. There's a website. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll write you down the content thing. Uh, I just want to. Have you heard of. I'm going to look it up again, but you can hire somebody for 40 hours a month yeah. for $100 a month for three months and train them into like what position you want. Yeah, you trial them for three months. I don't know the website wow. figure it out. Okay. And it's 40 hours a month. And then if you want to keep them, you can keep them after three months. The price goes up a little bit, or you can switch to somebody new. They're basically like students. Mm -hmm. um, and their yeah, and marketing and different things that you want. I, I believe they're all in America, though. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah. So here's what here's um. So everyone's got their their columns or their ideas, right? List of the things that make money in the business, generate income and revenue. Because without income, revenue, money. We can't make an impact on the world. We can't stay. Where do you draw the line on that? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a dumb question. But I'm like that person that I'm like, well, everything that I'm doing is going to make me money. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. I don't take any task for granted. Mm -hmm. But, like, where do you draw the line when you ask the question, what do you raise and what does it? I know, like, treating a client because they pay you. But, like, it works out. Like, yeah. that, you're, that might. Is it just anything that, that like, at the end of its activity results in a okay. transaction? Does, does, um, does spending five hours on writing your brand new ebook on on ebook number four does that generate income? Not directly. Very no. indirectly, because it's if you're spending four hours doing it, when you did you should have just duplicated the first one and taken back pain and put in hip pain and gone through and changed the words and changed a few things here or there because 
yeah, and then spend an hour, maybe two hours on it instead of five hours creating or 20 creating a brand new one, that's not a money-making strategy. But yes, seeing patients, um, like, so any, like an exchange of money selling something is, is a money-generating task. So how do we sell something? We, we sell people into a total body diagnostic by writing an email to them, by doing a content video, um, by calling them on the phone. So we want to think about okay, what's the priority. So everything, yes, everything, taking out the trash and making sure the place looks nice helps you make money, but it's not a money-making task. It doesn't directly generate income. So there's things that directly generate income. There's things that are like the next level, which are going to generate income. And then there's things that you do that are required by business that don't generate income directly. And so... <clears throat> the most important things to make sure you do and you start your day off with are things that are the income generators. Because we have to prioritize this. And it's okay for there to be, you know, trash in the trash can if it means that, you know, you need to sell PT. You know, like, it's okay for the website not to be perfect if people are still calling. Um, so, um, those are the things that we need to think about. Okay, here's, these are the income generating things. Now, when I hire someone, even if I am um, looking at it, they're not only going to be filled with things that don't generate income. They're going to do things that generate income, and they need to know that these are the priorities. You need to get good at this. So with um, Caitlin, who's our newest PT, I said, you know, get good at generating income, which is treating patients and selling people into a plan of care. If she gets good at that, then we can look at, what are some of the other roles and responsibilities that she can do in the business? But right now, the only, her only main responsibilities are treating patients and selling people into a plan of care, getting them through that free consultation into committing to coming to see us. That's her main role. She can bring people in for total body diagnostics from working out places great, but that's not how I'm judging her success right now. Um, with Amber, it's calling back patients who, have, who are already warm, who are already interested, who maybe um, expressed some interest some way first, um, calling back new patients. Anyone who says, I need to reschedule my appointment Thursday, that's not the first person you call because they're already a customer. So you're not as important. It's a money-making thing, but it's but rescheduling from Thursday to Friday when I can instead should be spending my first 20 minutes of the day talking to a brand new person and getting in this afternoon or tomorrow on a brand new plan of care. That's a, that's a higher priority. So you guys see where I'm going with that? It's like, when you think, okay, here's these things, but only I can do what someone else can do. Here's the money-making task. And then that's how we're going to start to delegate and know, here's what I have to delegate. And as soon as you make the decision to start delegating these things, you're going to find that, there's plenty of things for them to do. There's plenty of patience. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of tasks that you didn't even make time for before because they weren't as important. So your to-do list gets a little shorter. Or there to or you get to take some of the things off your to-do list and put them on this other person. And then things grow, scale. That's how you replicate yourself. Because you can't treat 100 people a week, one hour at a time. 50 people a week, one hour a time. But if you have three other physical therapists, four physical therapists, you could treat 200 people a week. Yeah, I don't think my math is right. 
You guys get what I'm saying? Like we can make a much bigger impact by duplicating ourselves, and you can spend more time at home. And Urson's going to tell you about how he barely does any work. You know, he's like he works like when he works three or four hours a day. And I do everything myself. I haven't hired anyone yet. Yeah, but you also have a, very, a little bit different business and efficient yeah. systems that do a lot of the work for him. Right. You know, he set up these systems that do it for him, and that's really what an employee is: is an asset that's part that helps run a system. Some systems you need people to run. Some systems you can get a computer program to run for you. Right. You know, which is which is a lot of what Urson has, and a lot of what I've done with Active Camping is like I've got this software that runs a big chunk of it. <coughs> Twenty five years ago, I would have had to have a person pushing a piece of paper, making phone calls, writing notes, you know, coordinating things. You don't have to have that as much. Um, okay. So, content ideas. Are you guys? You guys got any questions about that stuff right now? One clarification. Yeah. So I, I get that. I think that prioritization is the calls and getting people in. Where do you place something like, what I'm getting is placing something like a workshop that still isn't that priority, but it's something that it has more of that indirect possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so somewhere down the line of Right. Priority. So it's, it's, I would say uh, marketing, <laughs> direct marketing and workshops and creating content are, uh, are kind of middle-of-the-road priority. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out where you put them. Mm -hmm. So creating a video every day, if you're going to do it every day, is a top priority, but maybe you do it first thing in the morning or in the afternoon. Like email, answering emails is an afternoon, is not a top priority. I would say answer emails in the afternoon. Go do a workshop where you know you're going to get 25 you know, sign, people sign up and maybe two or three patients. Like, that's a pretty high priority. If I'm not treating patients, that's one of my top priorities. If I'm treating patients, I need to actually see the patients in the clinic, and then the next priority is doing a workshop. But what's lower than that is going to be create is changing my website, creating a um, creating a new ebook or something. When it'd be much easier for me to go record the videos that I can then have someone transcribe into the ebook for me. You know, I get much more value bang out for my buck out of creating a live video content. I can reach a lot more people. Reach a lot more people at one time. Right. And then all I got to do is upload it to Tenny and hire someone to make, take the transcription, make it sound legit. And then maybe I need to go through it once and then build it into an ebook. Like, I don't need to spend 20 hours trying to write it from scratch. That's, you see what I'm saying? So if you've already got a way for people to get in touch with you, doing live workshops is, been, is one of the most successful ways to get new patients because you're right in front of people. And so that's like, that's a, in, in Laval PT, that's one of my top priorities right now. If I want to fill Caitlin and hire another PT, one of my top priorities is making relationships in the community and training my staff so that they um, generate revenue for the business. If I'm treating patients, it's make sure I'm treating patients and then do those things. And then, you know, revamp my website would be kind of way at the bottom. <laughs> you know, like I haven't revamped my LaBarra PT website. I mean, it's basically the same one I started with. I've updated little things here and there. Unless it's not an efficient way to drive traffic. Right. If, you're, if you've got like a practice promotions website that's completely like off base, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you need to revamp that. Um, I looked at one the other day and I was like, wow, this guy's like, yeah, I paid $9,000 for this website. And it's just, 
It's, it's just a, a boilerplate website. It's all about his credentials. It's got pictures of not his clinic, of other people. It's just like, here's all our credentials. Like, schedule your big button at the top, schedule an appointment. And it's like, hey, man, that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> for a free adjustment. Right? Right. And it looks pretty. And he's like, yeah. But he's, and he's the kind of person, like, if you, you know, it's like he bought it and he's not willing to make changes in other directions yet. You know, and it's like, okay, like, you recognize that you've got this problem, like, do something about it. Like, don't wait till your contract runs out in July. Like, like, like you're not, you, you're losing money by not doing something about it now. So, in that case, that would be a, that's a high priority for that person. So, change that. But for like my website and for, like, Liz, was it your, your sale update yesterday? Yeah. Like, that's not a high priority for you. Yeah, I thought it was, but it's not. You might need to change the messaging like we discussed. Yeah. But otherwise, it looks great because it's not the the wrong website. It's just not perfect. Yeah. I, mean, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like using Active Campaign and people that have opted opted into something with mine, and they're sitting at the bottom of the um, automation, and I guess they'd be considered more of a warm lead. Mm-hmm. I'm doing nothing with that. I'm assuming that's a higher priority for a follow up. Like that would be. I should spend more time doing that in the beginning of my day as opposed to creating more content? Yes. So like that's if someone, yes, yeah, so there, so the first things you want to do, it, it, it kind of depends. So some people will say, okay, I get to work, 8 a.m., I do my video, I go and do these other things. And, you know, like, so the content, if you're going to do like a daily video, a daily email, like, fire that off first thing in the morning because it's still a high priority. And then it would be, okay, 8.30, call back all new patients. 9 o'clock, call, you know, call back, you know, like treat a patient. Lunchtime, reschedule people who called to reschedule. You know, and then, it'd be, you know, then maybe at the end of the day, you're going to go check some other emails, Facebook, post in Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Um, and... Um, it, it, so there's an efficiency of your day, and if you can do things and be consistent, that's a priority because, yes, creating content helps. It's a big piece of the marketing. Um, and when you have people in your email list that are already warm, how do we market to them? Well, we want to make sure that they get email messages from us. Hey, every day I do a video at 7.30 in the morning or 8 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Come check out. Come, come get into the group. Um, or you can send them an email every day and say, hey, this is what I did today. And these are like a, what is like the Seinfeld type of emails, like a daily email about nothing, but it's about everything. It's like, here's what I learned today. I treated a patient yesterday. They had this problem. We did these things. This is how she, you know, resolved it. And I see this all the time. And most people's biggest question about bursitis is, is it hereditary? Because my grandmother had it. My father had a hip problem. And I must have this. It's hereditary bursitis, right? And you know, that's not actually really true. It's just the most common thing that orthopedic surgeons say when you have hip pain because they don't really want to spend, they don't have the time to spend with you to figure out why. And they're just going to send you for an MRI anyways, which will scare you. So you know what? It takes me about five to 10 minutes to tell you exactly what's wrong with that. And if you're struggling with that and you want a um, really quick solution and definitive answer, then all you got to do is reply to this email or call me on the phone and I'll spend 15 minutes talking with you. If you feel like we're a good fit, I'll get you in for a free consultation and I'll tell you exactly what's wrong. 
and you could send one of those out every day on a different topic based on who you saw yesterday or the thing that, you know, has you like stirred up today because a patient told you this crazy thing and you're like, oh my God, really? Okay, does, I need to have a teach this. Does that take you a while though to get, or you just get on an email, you start out and then you're, you just right? get better Do you know who your perfect patient is? Who's your perfect patient? Well, does she have a name? It's changed a long way, so okay. I'm going to answer in a second. <laughs> right. So you just write it to them. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, I get that. Yeah. So I'll write it to that person. Do you think the consulting, like mm -hmm. marketing is still, a, it's not directly generating revenue, but it's still going to be pretty high up there. It's going to, mm -hmm. that's For like the you, only way it's to, thing. It's to like, bring people to mm -hmm. you or bring you to people. Yep. So in that case, it's, 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 yes, but he's selling courses, selling coaching. Yeah. That, that's, Those are the priorities. How, that's the priority of mm -hmm. your day. How do I get people on a call to be able to sell that? Mm -hmm. So selling coaching and courses and downloads is the top priority. So what do I need to do to make that happen? It's content, emails, messages, value. Just mm -hmm. you're delivering value. How you deliver it to people is secondary. So I can sell something and then say, hey, let me, you know, let me just, let me go find the link and I'll send it to you. I'll copy paste it in your Facebook message instead of having a, an elaborate automated active campaign system. Like, I don't, like that's the last thing I need to set up when I create a new product. I actually need to find out that someone actually wants it to buy it and then sell it to them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, and then like the ads, mm -hmm. like that's, like you need to build your email list through, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have enough people on yeah, your email list. You've got at least 20 people on your email list. Well, yeah, like 300. Right? Which is awesome. Do you need all 300 of them to buy something from you? No. How many people do we need to buy something from you for $1,000 to make you happy? For the month or for the year? Whatever, month or year. Whichever number it is. Um, for the month? Five? Yeah. So five out of 300 is less than one. Was it? Less than one percent, one and a half percent. <clears throat> That's it. So, like, I've got like I know I've got a six to eight percent conversion rate depending on the period of time that I'm looking at. So, one and a half, one percent conversion rate should be good enough to be able to get you. You know, because it's it's uh, you should be able to do that, and it's finding the right message and offer. That's the hardest thing. Like I hit, like Urson was saying, said, like I got lucky, right? Urson said he got lucky. What'd you say when we were talking? During you were like, someone asked you about business, you're like, yo, it was, it was, it was hard luck or something. Well, the hard, not hard work, but it was hard luck. It was good hard work. work. Yeah, yeah, hard luck, good work. I entered the market at the right time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So with my blue, I thought indeed. Yeah, it like came out at the right time. It was what people wanted. I've put out some other, like I put out a marketing course and everyone told me they wanted marketing and I put out this marketing course and people didn't buy it like they told me they wanted it. So I was like, oh. hmm. So it's like that whole like reason to buy and what they're buying can be two different things and you have to find that match. So you can see what I mean? But that is your priority is building your list, building your authority, building your expertise and using that to create sales, whether mm -hmm. that's online or in person doing in the clinic, it's, that's the priority. Could you eventually get someone else to do it? Yeah.
you can do the content and you could have someone else close the sales or um, create the sales pages and, and sell products and courses. Hey, what's up, this is Aaron. Real quick, if you're just getting started with a cash practice, then be sure to check out my step-by-step -step checklist, which will walk you through the whole process. Go to cashptchecklist.com to get your free CashPT checklist, where you'll learn all the essential steps you need to take to get started. It's absolutely free and always will be. Over 5,000 people have already downloaded it, so make sure you don't miss out. And if you're already a business owner, but not generating the revenue you think you deserve or have the time, the freedom that you want, and you would like to grow and scale your business in the shortest amount of time possible, then you may be a great fit for my CashPT Platinum Mastermind Group. Just head over to cashptmastermind.com where you can get all the details and apply for a free strategy call where you'll get clarity on your vision and a path to getting there.